following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Chicken man in Philly last night Rub his house too Down on the boardwalk They're ready for a fight to See what them ragged boys can do Now there's trouble busting in From Mountain State And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on a promenade And the gambling commission is hanging on By the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Welcome Put to the Tom Bray Show. Bo, tell us about our music selection here. This is uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats doing a cover of Springsteen's Atlantic City. Uh-huh. And uh, this was actually from The Tonight Show a few weeks back. And they got something called The Cover Room, and they bring bands in to do covers, and this was one of them. So I found this a couple weeks ago and just thought it was a really cool version. Yeah, it's very good. Appreciate it. You're welcome. So you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. We like to start off with a Bible verse when we remember to do that. We should always remember to. Uh, Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. That's Psalm number one. So, guys, uh, we have here Philip Sexton and Adarsh Mashru. Good morning. Morning. At uh, Dupree Financial Group, we are involved in uh, helping people get their money invested. And um, it's been tough to do with the markets uh, the way they have been recently. Um, You guys study this on a daily basis, and it uh, to to some consternation, we'll come in one day, and you know it's a fresh bad news. This this week it was the whole thing with uh, tariffs. And China, in previous weeks, it was uh, interest rates. You name it. <laughs> it's been a variety of things. And um, as we, you know, attempt to make wise investments, the market sometimes makes us look unwise because 
um, you know, you'll buy something and it'll it'll drop away and uh, seems like you can't seem to get get it right. And uh, I have uh, been watching this thing and it seems to keep stay. It'll it'll drop one day and then go back up again. It just it seems to be like a bunny bouncing. It doesn't seem to get too far below a certain moving average. Yesterday it held on and stayed there. And um, there's a article out um, that, that came out on Market Watch why stock investors should be welcoming the return of volatility. Whatever doesn't kill this bull market may only make it stronger. That's the view of Charles Schwab analysts who argued that investors should be welcoming the volatility that's made a dramatic reappearance in the U.S. stock market over the past two months. Recent turbulence gave major indexes their first correction in about two years. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.6 percent. The SPX Standard Poor 500 in February, the NASDAQ poised on Wednesday, as well as contributing to some biggest one-day swings in both directions in years. However, rather than such gyrations signaling the end of the multi-year bull market, this could actually be putting equities on a stronger footing. How can somebody come up with that kind of conclusion <laughs> based on looking at uh, – it just seems like it would be scaring people off and uh, running people away. Yeah, what you what you've seen over the past, I mean, when you look at the the last ten months of 2016 and basically all 12 months of 2017, you saw this. I mean, this just mania of I'm just gonna buy it. We're gonna be good. You know that there was there was not a whole lot of fundamental analysis going on in the market whatsoever. So, you know, it, it it didn't matter what your what your PE multiples were, that's your price to earnings or anything of that nature, you were just going in and buying things. Uh, just it's almost like going to the racetrack and picking the horse based on their colors. Um and what you've seen with this recent volatility is in some sectors, uh you've seen you've seen those people that were just buying it willy-nilly, well, they, they've came out of it now. And the fundamentals, because uh, you talk about the, the support, uh, you know, that where it doesn't seem to go too, too low, I feel like that that's potentially the fundamental starting to kick in on some of these companies to, to not get too far one way or the other. Right. Adarsh, what's your thought on that? Well, so if you take, you know, if you go back uh, about three years, uh, the whole of 2015, uh, really from October of 2014 to about March, February of 2016, for about a 15-month period, uh, we went through a consolidation phase. The market did not go anywhere. It just stayed, you know, flat. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very solid base uh, to create after the long bull market that we had that began in March of 2009 all the way to 2014, 
So after uh, a five-year bull market, we went through a period where the market just consolidated. That began in January of 16 with the problem with China? Uh, yes, that's, that's when it began. So the consolidation phase began, you know, almost 18 months before that, where uh, it, it moved up and down, but start to finish uh, ended flat. So really, th there was a period where the market did not go anywhere. So after that, you know, it built a solid base and made the next move up, you know, the second phase of this long bull market. Historically, long bull markets have three phases. Uh, so the first phase is when it starts from, you know, absolute panic, goes up, does pretty well, and then it consolidates and then moves on to the second phase, which is usually the longest phase of the bull market. Um, so it seems to have done that. Uh, and then, as Philip mentioned, you know, for uh, really 24 months, almost 24 months, we did not see a correction. Uh, long up movement. Uh, we had an election uh, during that period. We uh, got a new uh, president and then new policy measures were implemented. So a lot of fundamental factors also impacted the movement of the market. And then uh, volatility declined. The market hadn't corrected even 5%, forget 10%, uh, in something like 400-odd days, which was a record. Um, and then we saw this correction that we saw. You know, it corrected from peak to trough, 11.8%. Uh, the, the one that started in February. Yes, started uh, late January yeah. uh, and ended on February 8th correcting 11.8% peak to trough, 10.2% uh, on an intraday basis. So it did a 10% correction. Anything over 10% is a correction. If it goes beyond 20%, then that's what you call uh, a bear market. Uh, and then it started moving up. And then in the last few weeks, we had news about, you know, uh, first interest rates and then uh, tariffs. Um, that's uh, brought it back. So it's retested that level uh that uh, it made in early February, but it seems to be holding as of now. We'll see if it holds or you know pulls back further. But uh, the bottom line is that a correction of this sort is uh, pretty normal after you have such a long, uninterrupted bull market. Uh, so it's not too surprising. Uh, usually, you know, there are fundamental factors that are attributed to corrections, but a correction was long overdue. If, if it was not tariffs and interest rates, it, it would have been something else. Uh, and a correction is healthy for the bull market to, right. uh, to continue. Let's take a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show with the Darsh Mushroom and Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. The pension reform bill is now on the governor's desk. We are abandoning that commitment. What happens next? Do your job. Don't talk about politics and teach the kids. What happens here. Many teachers feel powerless. This is a good compromise plan. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Market volatility. It seems like it's definitely with us these days. During times like this, it pays to know what your investment plan is. At Dupree Financial Group, we help retirement investors build dividend-producing portfolios from securities that pay dividends. 
If that's your plan as a retirement investor, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 or look at our website at DupreeFinancial.com and check us out on Facebook. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 right here on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. It's Tom Dupree of Dupree Financial Group. It's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. We are in the business of helping individual investors invest primarily for retirement. Uh, we can also invest for other methods that are for other means that require dividend and income-producing securities. So you're investing in order to get a uh, uh, some sort of return in a cash sense. That's how we invest. And we were just talking about this article, uh, and Adarsh was telling us about how the market had been uh, coming up and then consolidating and um, just basically recent year performance of the market. Valuations. So valuation is the word we use to apply to how we value a security, whether it is priced accurately or priced too expensively or inexpensive. That is what is involved in valuations. Do valuations matter anymore? I... (laughs) Yes, they matter. Uh, you know, it, it, it's. I feel like this consolidation, as Adar said, can is potentially a good thing in terms of making valuations matter. Uh, you know, when when you look at uh, going back, you know, in the past, uh, other bear markets. Uh, you're not seeing from from a bad news standpoint to to create the volatility. You're not seeing reports like yeah, but is, un- this, is this a bear market? I mean, no, he, no, it's technically not a bear market, and that's what I'm saying is, is people that could have fears of it being a bear market. You're you're looking at it saying, okay, you know what what's on is unemployment ticking up? No. Uh, you know, you've got all these positive signs, all these positive reports coming out fund that that should help fundamentals of companies. You, you've got consumer spending uh, ticking up. You've got, uh, you know, you, you've got uh, consumer confidence uh, running at running at high levels right now. Uh, you've, you've got unemployment at low levels, wage growth, all these things that 
lead to a continual growing economy, you've got uh, credit creation uh, really growing too. And defaults are at a pretty normalized rate. Uh, so when, you, when you're looking at... What's a default? A default yeah. means it means that you didn't pay on okay. your loan. All right. <laughs> or you could call it a default too. Uh, Either way. Hit the default setting yeah. on it. So Adarsh, you know, you you have looked at stocks also for a long time. Do you believe that this continuous up and down movement can contribute to rational valuations? In other words, it can get securities to a point where, you know, people begin to get worried and the price drops off to where you can find some bargains. Uh, so, yes, you know, I mean, uh, the fact that the market has dropped means that, you know, uh, prices are lower uh, and valuations have improved as a result. But... You know, valuations itself, that, that term, you know, can be a very vague term. What does right. it mean, you know, valuations? Uh, yes, valuations matter. You know, if something is intrinsically worth something, you don't want to pay more for it. But along with valuations, uh, what matters perhaps even more uh, is earnings power, you know, is a, a good valuable business also capable of earning continuously over a period of time. In the absence of that, valuations mean nothing because you could buy something that, that appears like it's good value, but it just stagnates for years. Uh, so, yes, this drop has resulted in some great businesses trading at much lower valuations than, than where uh, they were trading. Uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, what we've seen fundamentally is that uh, earnings have been going up. Corporate earnings have been improving. They're expected to improve in double digits again this quarter, and that's what's driving uh, this bull market. Uh, actual earnings across the board improving because uh, of all the fundamental factors that Philip mentioned. Right, and uh, a lot of companies have been buying in their own shares although they're prohibited from doing so uh, in the five weeks right. running up to earnings announcements. Uh, and another article here basically just says that one reason for optimism is that investors have turned more bearish. Uh, investor sentiment has quickly shifted from extremely optimistic to outright bearish. An emerging an encouraging contrarian signal for those market participants who have long worried Wall Street was overly bullish. It's a, it's a big Warren Buffett quote. How's it go? Be be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. I mean, that's to a T because when the herd when the herd's going one way, that's that should be the the opposite signal for you know the yeah a, a, a smart investor um you know that when you when you have bearish bearish sentiment around something that is actually as adar said you know you've got earnings growth in a lot of companies but you have a bearish sentiment on the stock price that's a 
you know, that, that should be a buy signal right there on some things. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as the as long as the valuation, you know, your 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 analysis of the company is correct, and you know, you're not out of bounds on your valuation. That's right. So, what we're concluding here is that that it may be that all this back and forth action in the market has created a possible buying opportunity. Very, in, in in certain areas, yes. You know, that's when when you look at when when you look at some areas, uh, you know, real estate has been uh, a hard hit sector of the market. Uh, utilities, because a lot of people have come out of those yes stocks that that, that they thought they were going to get hurt, especially with higher interest rates. Yeah, because interest rates aren't a lot higher. That actually, when you look at where the ten-year peaked and where it is today, I mean, it's down probably what fifteen, twenty basis points, something like that. Yeah, it it peaked at two ninety-two and two ninety-three, and uh, I guess it's right around two point seven five. Yeah, there. somewhere around yeah. there. You know, so you're starting to see that settle out uh, when you look at. I think a prime example is, uh, uh, from what we've been talking about, is the consumer staple sector. You know, things like your Procter and Gamble, Kraft uh, Heinz, uh, you know, that area, a lot of food companies. What you saw there was, hey, this is the next, this is the next closest thing, that safest thing to give me a, a good yield, and people were buying it willy nilly. You started to see the valuations come into perspective on yeah. those things now. Okay, we will discuss a rather high-profile investor who's pulling in his horns in the next half hour. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, Dupree Financial Group. Stay with us. Springtime is the time to buy a new Polaris off-road vehicle. During our spring sales event, rebates go up to $1,200, and financing is as low as 2.99% APR for 36 months on high-performance racers, legendary sportsman ATVs, and hard-working rangers. Get rolling today at Polaris.com or see your Polaris dealer now. Offers valid in the U.S. through 43018 on select new 2014 to 2018 vehicles. Subject to credit approval, offers vary by model. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. HelpWantedLexington.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. Hey, Dave, can we please turn that down? The music? Music helps create a more productive work environment. But Dave, I think it depends on what kind of music you play. Of course it does. This music helps me drown out your whining. <laughs> but I... There, that's better. Don't work for a Dave. Find a boss you can respect. One who's looking for great and local talent at helpwantedlexington.com. Local jobs that work. Campbellsville University is excited to announce new classes starting every eight weeks during regular semesters. This means you have more options to take classes when they are most convenient. Even if you work full-time. New classes enrolling now for the new by term. Call 270-789-5220 or email admissions at campbellsville.edu to find out more. Financial aid is still available for those who qualify. Apply online for free at campbellsville.edu. Make the most of your college experience at Campbellsville University. 
U.S. trade dispute with China triggered a market downslide Friday. The Dow shed 527 points. The president's top economic advisor said that the new tariffs on Chinese goods are just a proposal. But ABC's Jonathan Carl says neither side appears ready to blink. It is true the tariffs have not gone into effect yet. The process could take a couple of months, leaving time to negotiate. But the president sure seems dug in on this, and so do the Chinese. As a Chinese government spokesman said, we are not afraid to fight a trade war. President Trump is still backing and battled EPA Chief Scott Pruitt despite increasing questions about ethics and agency spending under his leadership. At least 70 Democrats and three Republicans have called for Pruitt to resign. The Texas National Guard being deployed to the U.S.-Mexican border. Arizona troops will mobilize next week. Friday, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis approved federal funding to pay for 4,000 National Guard members to perform border security missions. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Dealing with a blast of winter again to start out your weekend. First full weekend of April starting out with some snow today. That'll end into the afternoon hours. The skies become partly cloudy. Whatever falls will begin to melt. High around 40 degrees. Very cold on Sunday morning. Right around 20 by the afternoon. 45 to 50. And you know what? It may snow again Sunday night into Monday morning before some milder air settles in. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. I'm Steve Drury, senior pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church, located at the corner of Tate's Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. Have you ever wanted to attend a church where you thought you were home? A place where you felt you were a part of something? Trinity Hill United Methodist Church is a place where you are a part of something, part of God's family. Join us on Sundays for worship at our traditional service at 8.30 a.m., our contemporary service at 10.30 a.m., our Ghanaian African service at 12 noon, for our Spanish-speaking service at 6 p.m. We offer children and youth ministries grounded in biblical teachings, groups for college age and young adults, as well as groups for adults of all ages. So please join us at Trinity Hill United Methodist Church, where everyone is a minister. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. You'll want to share how you beat your personal record and tell about how you pressed on after hitting a wall to cross the finish line and pick up your medal at the Kentucky Derby Festival Mini Marathon and Marathon, presented by Humana, Saturday, April 28th. Whether 13.1 miles is your next challenge or if you're ready for a full marathon, you and your friends will be in good company as you pace through the Derby City and Churchill Downs. For full details, visit derbyfestivalmarathon.com. The stories you tell happen here. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Dupree Financial Group. By the way, our compadre Christy, who's on here pretty often, is working the I Know Expo uh, Yeah, down at uh, Rupp Arena. Yeah, in the convention center down there. Convention center. So she'll have a booth down there for Dupree Financial Group if you're headed that way. Opens up at 10. Yeah. Uh, runs until I think the exhibit the exhibitors close at 3. Right. So check it out. This is for uh, people in retirement and uh, or considering retirement. They've got a whole bunch of different uh, venues there and things that you can learn about. So Christy will be there. She'll have some. She'll have some info on uh, you know a little, little uh, I guess um, brochure or whatever on us. And you know if you want to learn a little earbuds, bit, yeah, she'll be glad to talk to you too. Okay. Um, an article in The Motley Fool, has Bill Ackman lost his touch? Pershing investors say yes. Now, in the investment business, um, you have people like us who plod along and just try to help people find uh, good investments. And then you have certain superstars that are, are people that are considered wise, brilliant investors who have um, – hedge funds and that's the money that the, that's where the smart money goes is in the hedge funds it goes into these things because they're run by people who are above average intelligence considered brilliant what happens when a person when a brilliant investor loses his touch this is what's happened in the case of Pershing Pershing Square, uh, Bill Ackman was considered one of the most brilliant hedge fund investors out there through about 2014. And then he began to hit some serious bumps um, in 15, 16, and 17. His, he was managing as high as $20 billion. That has dropped to around $8.2 billion, and it, it appears that he may get totally out of the hedge fund business and just be uh, just be an institutional money manager. We don't know this yet, but bad performance has overtaken a once brilliant investor. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of touches on – so what, what really happened for him over the past – couple of years he made a, a short bet against Herbalife uh the problem is when you make a short bet uh, your your losses don't have a don't have a floor to them you know you 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 don't have a rock bottom um you know it could continue to go up uh you know he he got into the big battle of it's a you know it, it's it's a pyramid scheme a pyramid scheme I was going to say ponzi scheme but that wasn't quite correct uh, is a pyramid scheme, uh, you know, and battled and battled and battled, and the stock continued to go up. Um, that, and then he took a, a very large bet uh, on the buy side uh, with Valiant Pharmaceuticals. Um, you know, that's that's been a big uh, hiccup too. And the the problem that he did was that he he bet 
very large chunks of the fund itself uh, in percentage terms on one or two, you know, just a few different holdings. When it works out, it's great. Uh, when when you're wrong, it's bad. You know, it says here, uh, you know, Valiant Pharmaceuticals led to massive investments from uh, Pershing Square and the controversial pharmaceutical stock. Even as other investors jumped ship, uh, Pershing remained invested until 2017, bearing about $4 billion in losses. The Valiant position was largely responsible for double-digit percentage losses for the hedge fund in both 2015 and 2016. So one of the reasons that we don't invest in that same way, superstar-type investing, is that we see what can go, go wrong with it. How is a guy like um, Ackman different, say, than Warren Buffett, though? I mean, because people had considered him as, as, as smart as Buffett in some ways. Right. So Ackman is, you know, w- what you would also call a value investor. That's his, you know, he's a big uh, disciple of Warren Buffett, Ben Graham. Uh, and he historically has tended to, you know, uh, take long positions that he holds on to for many years. He has also shorted, but... Uh, his style of investing is what you would call value investing. Um, You know, given that, uh, I I, I wouldn't judge him too harshly, given that, you know, he runs a hedge fund, and the purpose of a hedge fund is to not do what the market does, you know. Uh, First of all, in order to invest in a hedge fund, you have to be a certain type of investor, you have to have a certain net worth and so forth. And people invest in hedge funds because they expect hedge fund managers to outperform a stock market or to perform better if the market drops, you know, hedge against a dropping market. Uh, so hedge funds employ all sorts of uh, uh, methods uh, to do well over time. Uh, and one of the risks that comes with hedge funds is that they may not, because of the higher uh, risk that hedge fund managers take. So even though he is uh, a value manager, he was expected to take these concentrated bets and, and do well. Um, so from that point of view, you know, he, he did what a hedge fund manager does. Um, yeah. The, the, the problem, and, and this is kind of what I'm trying to illustrate, is that these, these guys that are considered the best of the best the most brilliant investors out there sometimes fall very short of what somebody who's just staying with the market or, or managing a more conservative uh, portfolio can do. Right. You know, um, they have uh, – th- there's no uh, immunity, no matter how smart you are, about being – towards being wrong. Yes, absolutely, and even Warren Buffett admits that he's often wrong. Uh, One reason, though, and Warren Buffett was extremely smart and clear about this decades ago, was the structure, you know, in a sense. So Warren Buffett also started managing money. He ran, you know, private uh, investment funds, which were like hedge funds. But at some point, he realized that 
the mutual fund structure, the hedge fund structure was not uh, a structure which would allow him to really take a long view, you know, and he would be, uh, could become a victim to, you know, people uh, taking funds out of funds that he was managing. So there could be redemptions. Uh, so he, uh, you know, created a structure where once he started investing, you know, investors couldn't control his investment decisions. That's unfortunately not true for mutual fund managers or hedge fund managers. So that's right. part of the reason. Uh, and Warren Buffett himself, if you look at his track record, he's made mistakes, but his mistakes have not been big enough to derail his entire uh, yeah, but he put it all inside of an insurance company yes. rather than uh, inside of a, a mutual fund. Yes, so I, I think a lot of it comes down to the structure rather than, you know, uh, how That's smart right. the person is. I would agree with that. And I think really the, the big thing, you know, that, that you all touched on too was the the strategy and knowing what your strategy is, what the potential risks are with that strategy. Um, not just the hedge fund manager or the comp the CEO of the company, uh, the founder, you know, in, in Buffett, but also the person investing in into that hedge fund or into that company. You know, what what is my strategy going into whatever investment that it may be? You know, because people that put money into Pershing, they they understood, hey, this guy takes all the money, puts it in four positions, and if three of them work out, we're you know as long as three of them work out, we're good. Um, that that was from that standpoint. So you know this is kind of a an eye opener as to you know you need to look at how you're invested and what is that strategy, right? And is that necessarily the right strategy for you? at that stage in life yes yeah that's very important mm -hmm. and that's what uh there's actually uh another article uh speaking on strategies too from the wall street journal uh kind of on the same lines it says bet against volatility you lost and bet on it you lost too and it kind of goes into uh it, it's two funds that basically or a few funds that they uh, it talks about how they would either buy the VIX um, because they're betting on volatility rising or, you know, you're saying or you bought options against volatility. You're saying, oh, volatility is never going to go up. Well, <laughs> the options, you know, obviously in the past few months, uh, the options got cream because volatility did come up. Uh, but the problem uh, when you bet on it and it did come up is. Nobody locked in any gains. Uh, the, you know, they talk about this being a hedge, and it actually goes into, um, it says, uh, yeah, so profits are fleeting, and when, and when, they are, uh, when they are there, you have to capitalize on them, said Sean Clark, chief investment officer at Clark Capital Management. Uh, forecasting the timing of equity routes and rebounds is nearly impossible to do. Right. Uh, you know that that right there, that strategy is strictly a timing play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that 
you you just need to be cognizant of hey what is what is my strategy right now? right stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show news radio 630 wlap the news you want to know. We called out the National Guard. Militarizing the border with Mexico. The news you need to know. Facebook data. Mark Zuckerberg. I'm going to be testifying in U.S. Congress. Stay in the know. Accusations against Russia. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Market volatility. It seems like it's definitely with us these days. During times like this, it pays to know what your investment plan is. At Dupree Financial Group, we help retirement investors build dividend-producing portfolios from securities that pay dividends. If that's your plan as a retirement investor, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 or look at our website at DupreeFinancial.com and check us out on Facebook. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 right here on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at Back on the Tom Dupree Show. This is Tom Dupree sitting in with the Darsh Mashru and Philip Sexton. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about the markets. We've been talking about uh, how things can be unpredictable. And uh, we've had a volatile market up one day, down the next, to where we've gotten almost um, used to this up and down business. Let's talk a little bit just for the rest of the show here about how we invest money and uh, how sometimes a volatile market can lead us to investment decisions that perhaps we might not have seen prior. Okay. Um, So, you know, at the pre-financial group, when we're investing for a client, we build out a portfolio uh, that's primarily made up of dividend-paying companies uh, and interest-paying bonds. Uh, you know, just about everything we have in the portfolio pays some sort of income uh, because income is the the key driver of what our strategy is. Uh, because we feel like if you're able to live off the income that your portfolio was producing. And we've been able to create a consistent stream of income, then ultimately you've you've basically you put time on your side. When you hit these vol- volatile rocky patches, uh, you're not forced to liquidate into them. Uh, it's your own fund. Um, you know, as far as how we go about finding the companies and how we go about managing that portfolio. So 
kind of going back in the past here, over the past two years, we've uh, we've continued to build out our short-term uh, high-quality bond area, uh, our cash deposits, because we felt like the market had uh, gone past fundamental analysis we felt like things you know from evaluation in other words we were building up more cash yes than than bonds yes because we felt like you know things had gotten expensive mm -hmm. uh you know from an active management standpoint uh that that is where we we step in and we're very active there and then when you when you see you know here recently uh, with the volatility, you know, you've seen us take a couple of new positions because we found opportunity in them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got in at, at much lower valuations than what they were, you know, a few months ago. Uh, the company is still doing the same thing. They're still generating the same earnings, same cash flows, uh, still paying the same dividends. It's just the amount of uh, income that you're getting for the money invested is much higher than it was a couple months ago. And that is that's a big focus of ours is being able to generate a good income. Right. Right. And uh you know uh it's times like these, you know, we've seen this extremely volatile period when, you know, the market drops, there's fear, there's panic. Uh, it's times like these when you can see uh, the merit of a strategy that's focused on stability and consistency on uh, on income where uh, especially when you're in retirement or you know as you get older even before retirement where you know uh, the key is to preserve what you have the, the the focus is to preserve what you have and you know to uh, to be able to uh, live off it if necessary, um, and uh, th that's where this you know uh, strategy really shines, and, and we are seeing that. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, even even someone going into retirement, because when you retire, that's it. You don't have a paycheck coming in anymore. That's right. So you've gotta you've gotta sit down and you've gotta say, hey, here's my electric bill, here's my water, here's my phone bill, here's all these bills that here's my set expenses basically. I need X dollars a month to live off of. Then you've gotta say, okay, well I get a social security check of X. Uh, mm. I may have a work pension of X. So now I'm still short x amount of dollars well then you've got to look at what assets you've saved in retirement and what kind of uh potential they have capability they have to generate that income right. for you that's the important thing that many people don't look at because most retirement plans would have you sell part of your principal in order to fund your retirement because it's the assumption that you're going to have growth that's going to continue ad infinitum, whereas sometimes growth slows down and to liquidate your retirement would mean you were selling 
at a time when the market was down to pay part of your retirement, which could put a hole in your whole plan. Yeah, and even, you know, even even if it does, you know, continue to, to grow pretty decently, each share has to grow a little bit more every time you sell a share, you know, because you, you can't you can't really go in and, and, you know, say, well, I've got 20 shares of Amazon and you sell one. Well, now you're down to 19. You know, well, that cash might last you a couple months. Well, then you sell another one. Now you're down to 18. You know, you, you can't keep it fully invested at that point. Right. You're having to sell some of your seed corn, so to speak, instead of taking income on it. You can um, call us at 253, I'm sorry, that's not our <laughs> number, 233-0400, 800-233-0400 if you want to set up an appointment. Um, we've had a number of people from larger places around central Kentucky that are retiring, taking – or what they've accumulated in their 401ks and rolling it over into an income producing plan. Um, so if you're among those kind of people, you might want to give us a call. If you aren't about to retire, but you're concerned about the uh, growth or non-growth of your retirement assets, you can call us also at uh, 233-0400. Also, you can, uh, Look at us online, DupreeFinancial.com. We're on Facebook, and we're getting ready to come up with a podcast. So there's a number of ways to find out about us. A lot of things going on. Um, yeah, and then on the uh, Dupree on the DupreeFinancial.com, uh, you can actually contact us through the website. You know, send an email to us. Uh, you could you could have it go to me, Adarsh, Tom, whoever, uh, and, you know, learn more about the team, uh, learn more about our, our strategy. It's all, it's all available online to check out. Uh, you know, and if you want to, if you want to know about the website, you can go see Christy at the expo. Yeah. She's at the, I know expo this morning and should be there until about three o'clock this afternoon. That's it down at, uh, the convention center near Rupp Arena. So, you know, we'll ho we hope that you might hear something that would cause you to give us a phone call this morning. You can come in, have a uh, non, uh, it's a um, no obligation, no cost meeting with us to learn about your investments. So appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Yes, You've been sir. listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP.